0: Welcome back to the first spring season edition of Big Sky Big Take, a joint production of the Big Sky Podcast Network and the Montana Mint, brought to you by Hughes River Expedition. This around the horn style show features hosts from different Big Sky Podcast Network Network shows, including Chris Hammond from Tubbs at the Club, our University of Idaho affiliate, Colby Peterson from Weaver State Weekly, the Weaver State Affiliate. And I'm Brian Marceau, I'm the host. I'm also from the Tubbs, the Club affiliate, but I put my time in writing for the Montana Mint about the entire league, so I feel like I'm okay to be the adjudicator this week. And we're going to dive right in to answering any and all questions listeners might have and even we might have leading into week one of the Big Sky's spring football season. So first question, this is going to go to you, Colby. A ton of people are probably still in shock that a spring season is officially happening in a season that compared to average fall seasons will feel uniquely weird. What to you is the story of the big
1: sky spring football season? I think the obvious one is that it's happening. So that's good. Um, But when I look at the individual teams that have chosen to play, uh, the biggest story to me is like, what will Idaho do? Because I think that there are some, there's some, there's some momentum up there. And now that um, uh, you guys are going to have a new quarterback, uh, there, there's something that could really happen up there. So uh, to me, the story is Idaho. I mean, that's what I'm going to be watching all season. Like what's going to happen in Moscow? Because that's going to really make a big impact on how the conference shakes out. Now, Chris, what about you? Colby just stole some Idaho thunder for, from you. Do you
0: have an option B?
2: Yeah, I actually still have my option A. Uh, my story uh, is how long is it going to take for Montana and Montana State fans to quit claiming this is an illegitimate championship. Is it going to last only into a couple of weeks? Is it going to go all summer? Is it going to trickle into next fall season? How long is it going to take Montana Montana State fans, the unreasonable ones, to get over the fact that because their team is not playing does not mean it does not matter. We have Weber State playing who is three-time defending champs. You have Eastern Washington, who is the team of the decade in the big sky from the 2010s. They're playing. It counts. I'm sorry. Heck Southern Utah is playing who has as many conference championships as those two teams in the 2010s. So how long until they just move on it? They focus on fall and let the teams that are playing in the spring. Enjoy the spring.
0: You guys left me to me probably the easiest storyline that I think people should follow. It's the the mix of does Weber State have a fourth consecutive big share, at least share of a Big Sky title in them? And will a fourth Big, St- big Sky title vault Jay Hill from the discussion of is he going to coach every single FBS opening that anyone ever talks about to will he finally get that Jeff Choate offer, uh, offer he can't refuse to be co-coordinator of something and head to Greener Pastures. But Weber State – Really, I know that Montana schools are the premier schools in terms of media coverage, but there is no real discussion over the last few years. The This is Weber State's conference. Weber State has a fantastic – they have as good a schedule as you could ask for to set them up for a fourth championship. Will they win it outright? That's what I think the big question is. But if I'm not going to score myself as the winner, I have to give Colby points for talking about our Vandals which is going to give Colby his first big, big sky, big taste points. Congratulations. The rest won't come that easy. Second question, guys, one of the remarkable aspects of the spring season is that Eastern Washington's Eric Berrier is the only, and that's not a typo. He is the only returning starting quarterback in the entire league. With that in mind, which new starting quarterback will you have your eye on during week
2: one, Chris? Uh, I'm going with Justin Miller from Southern Utah. I think that Southern Utah was very injury-ridden in 2018. Then they had a really down year in 2019. People are forgetting they won the title in 2017, or at least a share of it. Share of it is is Yeah, and then got taken to the woodshed by Weber in the playoffs. Um, what What is Southern Utah? Because I think at this point, If this Justin Miller kid, who's only projected to be the starter by a Spectrum article, uh, former walk-on, that's how bad it is they're returning to walk-ons. But can this dude get a little bit of that spark back in the Thunderbirds where the Thunderbirds can storm the sky on their way out?
0: Colby, I I have a feeling you are not going to double down on the
1: Southern Utah love. No man, I mean, I, I I love those clowns down there. Uh, that was one of the greatest nights of my life, 2017. Uh, watching those guys just get absolutely shellacked in there, in their building after talking so much trash all week on Twitter about how they were the real Big Sky champs. So there's Southern uh, Utah people on Twitter. Uh, they they were there. They've uh, they've been, been real quiet since though. Not a lot of talk. Not a lot of talk. But uh, for me, guys, I think the the quarterback to watch is, is for, and this is not like a homer take, but Randall Johnson, because I look around the conference, we have EB3 is going to be up at EWU. Uh, there's a good chance that they go to the playoff, and that's true. Uh, the Wildcats have their eyes set on going to the playoff as well. And so I, I look around, it's like, what is the piece that's been holding them back? The answer, uh, a good quarterback. I look at Randall Johnson and his numbers, and I say, I say, wow, throwing for 2,800 yards in, in junior college, 28 touchdowns, 797 rushing yards. I got to believe that's still in the tank.
0: And I'm going to give you, Colby, about 10 seconds because I I know you said a quarterback been holding you back, but Weber State lost a legend. Please put it (laughs) to bed. Give us your Jake Constantine eulogy. We know this is going to be a rough year for you guys to get over the goat, but this is your time to get all your feelings out. Let everyone know how much you truly miss the new quarterback at Towson. No, no. Washington state. I
1: mean, rice, rice. Rice. is it. There we go. Yeah. A brand new owl. Uh, you know, we're sad, uh, but you know, we're, we're going to hopefully just do what we can. Hopefully we find a quarterback then, you know, can get out of the pocket, maybe throw more than 20 yards. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just, we'll just see what, what, you know, what fate brings us.
0: And I'm going to go with, I should go with the Homer pick of Mike Beaudry, at University of Idaho, the UConn grad transfer who was named the starter first day of spring practice. But I'm going to go with, to me, one of the biggest unknowns in the league, Hunter Racket potentially at Cal Poly. The real question is what Cal Poly does with quarterback. Um, Chris and I have a minor disagreement on the potential of Jalen Hamler. I am much more uh, in the Hunter Racket camp. But I'm, I'm curious to see what Bo Baldwin does in year one. I will not be shocked when we find out after the second week that Cal Poly is not, uh, let's say, all in the way Idaho and some other schools have said they are and that Cal Poly really doubles down on this being developmental. But I want to see what kind of turnaround and when I say turnaround, we go from triple option to, you know, I mean, Bo Baldwin's was the master of one of you know some of the big guys, most prolific offenses, including national title in 2010. I'm curious to see real quick how what kind of talent Bo Baldwin's had and how he's a, he's able to how quickly he can get Cal Poly to look like um, you know a team most a lot of people in Big C, I think of of teams having great offenses airing it out that's what Cal Poly's moving towards I want to see early what that looks like but I have to give the answer here to Chris, the point here to Chris, because anytime you can show Southern Utah love and it doesn't, and it's not ironic, like you actually at least kind of mean it by a couple percentage points. I meant it. it. You know, I'm doubting it now, but still, if you are able to, to give <laughs> Southern there. Utah love without trying, I am, um, we just have to reward that Thunderbird's only going to be with us for a couple more years. So Chris gets the point and our, last section before the team drill down question three calling weber state the front runner to win the big sky might be the single least controversial take in the history of sports takes and i i mean that without reservation they have a pretty they have a favorable schedule they're already strong anyway they've got one of the league's best coaches there's really nothing to question about picking weber state to win but i'm curious about who will take hold of the conference of the big skies possible second playoff berth. I think of that as a completely different question. So Colby again, which team do you expect? And this is, I mean, this, this is going to make you jump out of the Weber game again. Which team do you expect to emerge from the pack and finish second or contend with your wildcats
1: for the league title? Yeah. So I, I talked a little bit about this at the top, right? Like I'm, I'm very interested to see what Idaho does because they have a, a good, a good core, good, of guys, you know, like you said, Mike Beaudry is coming in from UConn uh, as a grad transfer. So there's some veteran leadership there to at the quarterback position. um, And you guys are on a, you know, you, you were able to beat the Eagles last last time that they played. And so there's an opportunity to show that, yeah, we can win. We can we can beat these guys. We're not scared. And so I think that there's a there's a there's a chance for the Idaho Vandals to be that number two team and make the playoffs. It surprised a lot of folks, but I think we should at least be talking about it. Colby's making a play for the finals by by making
0: Idaho picks, and I I commend him for doing that. Chris, (laughs) what about you? Who is the the team in the best position to take second place?
2: Uh, Eastern Washington, no question. Uh, The schedule was set up for Eastern Washington. They purposely – well, not purposely. They had a scientific method to make sure that they avoid Weber State. But they want – it's obvious there's only six at-large bids – available and you have th- what most would consider three power conferences. You know, that means there's really only three available because each one of those second place teams are going to get it to guarantee you're going to get that though. you want to make sure you have two six and O teams. So if you can have Eastern and Weber split the title, you're getting both teams in. It makes the most money for the conference as a whole. It's the best exposure for the conference as a whole. It's been the two most successful programs over the last four seasons for the conference as a whole. It makes sense that the big sky did it collusion and everything aside. I'm not mad about it, but it's absolutely Eastern Washington uh, and business wise. It's a great decision.
0: And I'm going to go with UC Davis, which might surprise tubs of the clubs listeners, because I, I may have, uh, may have talked some people out of, out of UC Davis interest, but the first thing I'm going to talk about with UC Davis is coaching. they have, The Big Sky is a fantastic league for having accomplished head coaches. And Dan Hawkins is right among the top top guys, both in this spring season and if this were a regular season, he had success at the FBS. He also had a real strong playoff run that easily could have gone an extra round had Eastern Washington not pulled that miracle comeback out. They they do have questions. Uh, They lost well-respected offensive, co- offensive coordinator, Tim Plough, who is successful at Northern Arizona and UC Davis. But this is a team that they had an unbelievably rough schedule last year, and they, they were competitive against North Dakota State in a way that almost no one else was. Real question about who's going to take – about how they're going to handle the graduation of Jake Mayer. But the California schools are building. So all, all three of them in the big sky. There's only two of them playing right now, but Sac State, Cal Poly – and UC Davis have all been on an uptrend over the last couple of years. I think UC Davis, this is an important year for them. I wouldn't write them out of contending for second place. And we're going to shift, guys, to our team drill down, which is really just each, each participant is going to talk about one team. And I want to shift our focus from the top teams to just talking about the second half of the league. Now, the Big guy Podcast Network releases power rankings every single week. Our our power rankings right now have Weber State at one, Eastern Washington at two, Idaho at three, UC Davis at four, NAU five, Cal Poly six, Idaho State seven, and Southern Utah eight. And predictably, most of our time today has been spent on teams that have a chance to contend for the league title or, title or the playoffs, but there's a second half this league, and, in a, and year in and year out, one team predicted to finish towards the bottom of the standings, puts it together in a way no one could have expected, and then finishes towards the top of the league. So for week one, like like covered, NAU, Cal Poly, Idaho State, and Southern Utah make up the bottom half of the Big Sky Podcast Network's preseason power rankings. Which of those teams would you say has the best chance to be that surprise team that finishes well above their preseason ranking, Chris?
2: Uh, ooh, that's tough because there's a lot of them. We know we love surging dark horses here. Uh, I was going to say it's the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Between Hendricks Johnson and Brandon Porter, they probably have the best two wide receivers playing in the entire spring. So you take those two, you pair it up with um, an offensive system that's going to work for NAU. As long as they can shore up their defense, which their past two recruiting classes have been kind of defensive oriented, expect that team to maybe, if the youth is there, it might be a year early, but if the youth starts clicking, they could easily be the team that's really challenging uh, that nobody really saw coming. What about you, Colby? So, I mean, I
1: it, this was kind of a toss-up, for me, between the Jacks, the Lumberjacks in Northern Arizona and the Idaho State Bengals. And so since, you know, Chris has already talked about Northern Arizona, I want to talk a little bit about Idaho State because we noted it, you know, we talked about in the notes, the fact that Idaho State felt that uh, if they had had maybe a little bit better quarterback play, they could have been more competitive in the league. They definitely weren't necessarily going to win the Big Sky Championship, but they felt that there were a few dubs that got away from them. And that problem may be solved now by going and getting Tyler Vanderwall away from The University of Wyoming. You know Vanderwall had a couple of really good runs against some Mountain West teams, and uh, we're going to find out on Saturday what that looks like because he's going to be facing a very stiff pass rush from the Weber State Wildcats. But uh, if he can answer, um, there's a potential for Idaho State to really be able to do something this season in the Big Sky because they will face Weber twice, and that's a difficult challenge. But overall, uh, there's something something could happen in Pocatello, which I feel weird saying. I'm going to feel
0: almost as weird picking Southern Utah. And this is the only time in my entire life I'm going to pick Southern Utah football for anything meaningful. But the name of the game to me here is schedule. Southern Utah, if they have added any talent from last season, uh, they, there is not a way for them to have a more favorable schedule at all. We have They have rebuilding Northern Arizona twice. They have Idaho State who – joined Southern Utah and being tied for last place in the league. And actually Southern Utah killed Idaho state last season. Part of that was Matt struck through a few touchdowns to the wrong team, but that was kind of a pattern in Pocatello, but we have, they have Northern Arizona twice. They have Idaho state and they have the team again, Cal Poly, who I have faith in Bo Baldwin. I really wouldn't be shocked if pretty quick, we find out Cal poly this is all about re this is all about rebuilding. This is all about refining the roster for the fall season. That's two thirds of their games, guys. So do I expect Southern Utah to pick off Idaho or Weber State? No. But if we have a surging Southern Utah picking up three quick wins against three teams that are towards the bottom of the league with a preposterous amount of momentum when they face Idaho in week four, uh, could that be an upset? Maybe they've got a new offensive coordinator, Matt Wade, who – Utah State's got a ton of confidence in. They believe a lot of their offensive struggles in the last season were the intersection between a ton of injuries and a tougher schedule. Maybe the injuries are better, but for sure, that schedule is going to be better this season. And point-wise, I am going to have to give that one to myself. I talked about Southern Utah. I already already set the standard. I talked about Southern Utah. I get a point once in a while, too. (laughs) This
2: seems so rigged.
0: (laughs) Rigged? I've got one point, man. We all I've have one, one point, point, don't we? Yeah. No. <laughs> you call it rigged. I call that suspense. I call that competition. and Balanced hosting. You know, Chris, hmm. th- the time that you're going to be able to differentiate yourself is when we get into the fantasy builder, but before that, quick word from the show sponsor, Hughes River Expedition. If you are looking for a great, all-inclusive, long vacation, don't look past your own backyard venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States located right here in the great state of Idaho. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the Middle Fork of the Salmon, the main Salmon River of, of No Return, the Salmon River Canyons, or the Selway, and you can even check out special trips like the one to see the precise meteor shower, camp on pristine beaches, run amazing whitewater, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, take in the history along the river and fish some of the most remote stretches of river in the country. You, you just bring your clothes and let HRE handle the rest. Hughes River Expeditions has been vandal-owned and operated, so maybe Chris and I both get a point for that, since <laughs> 1976 and ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the gem state. Call them now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. And now it's time for the fantasy builder where we're all panelists are going to pick a, we're going to pick a quarterback. We're going to pick a running back, a wide receiver and a flex Troy Anderson's not playing because Montana States not play, isn't playing. So there is nothing to understand here. Round one. This actually could be interesting because of all the quarterbacks who no one knows about, but for the first pick, Chris, who are you taking off the big board?
2: I am taking Keandre Wooty from Northern Arizona. The Oklahoma State transfer was on the team last year. It's his second year in Chris Ball system. Uh, 6'4", 220 pounds. More elusive, elusivity than you expect to see out a quarterback like that. And I already kind of hinted at it. He's thrown at the best wide receiver pairing go, that we know of going into the season so far. He's also playing Southern Utah's defense. That just seems like if he's anything like Case Cookus, this is this is going to be easy points, easy money. Just give me the give me the trophy now. You know what? I might call that an
0: overthinking pick, but we'll see. I definitely should give myself the second pick uh, for the obvious one. But Colby,
1: I'm going to be generous. Take away. Okay. Well, if you're not going to take the obvious pick, I will. I'm going to take EB3, Eric Area Eastern Washington. Uh, we've. We've seen the kind of things that he can do. He's always kind of in the conversation for the Walter Payton award. I don't think that'll be any different this spring season. Um, looking forward to seeing him. So that's the guy that I would draft. Which leaves me no choice, but the Homer pick Mike Bowdry, university
0: of Idaho quarterback trans grad transfer from UConn had won the starting job at UConn when he was there during the last fall season, lost his spot after some injuries. He is going to be a sight for sore eyes in Moscow because we will finally get evidence that a quarterback can throw the ball more than nine yards. So Mike Bodry he's got the Eastern Washington uh, defense that, look, Eastern Washington lost a few coaches they have had difficulty with the weather. And Mike bodry has got an arm. So that's where I'm going to go. Mike Baudry, University of Idaho. Round two, running backs. Colby, take it
1: away. My first pick here, I'm going to go with Alonzo Gilliam out of UC Davis. Kid's junior ran for 1249 yards in 2019. Uh, kid's awesome and he's got good hands, you know, he, he had quite a few receptions in that team, so it's like I'm going to take this one. It looks good to me.
2: Are are we are we going to allow the redraft or are we going to allow this to be final? It it would help if UC Davis was playing week 1.
1: Uh, is it I thought that we, I thought we were just going overall.
2: Oh, no. This is week to week. It's a weekly oh, fantasy builder. Oh, no, I didn't uh, know that. So you got to no play call. per matchup, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Per matchup. Well, then I got well, go to go. It's your first time on Big Sky Big Takes. Well, well, we'll let you erase that one. Everybody has one mix app, like okay, taking okay. Troy Anderson at running back, quarterback, and or wide receiver. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, since since Davis isn't playing one week and week one, we're not doing just for the season. Uh, week one, I'm gonna I'm taking Josh Davis, man. I'm taking my guy. Uh, Josh ran for 1,136 yards last year. Um, had a couple of games. You know, he was out. Ended up getting a concussion in the Montana game, but uh, really a talented back. And um, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do in Ogden. So that's gonna be my pick, especially against an Idaho State defense that is gonna be maybe a little bit suspect. Chris, number two.
2: Uh, I'm going Roshan Johnson from Idaho, uh, senior running back. According to the two deeps that were released today by Eastern Washington going strictly on this matchup, which is why I did not actually have Mike Beaudry in my top three, Eastern Washington's defense appears to be set up for the pass. They're running a 4-2-5, but they're running Ty Graham, who's a six-foot, 205-pound linebacker uh, as a linebacker, probably means to play more like a dime coverage. They're going to have basically six DBs. You put a 6 245 or 240-pound running back up the A-gap, I'll take that matchup all day, Vandals punching them right in the nose. Uh, Roshan's probably good for two touchdowns and at least 100 yards.
0: Which leaves me in a rough position because Eastern Washington is going to have two running backs who were certainly not the number one backs on their team, which in my mind leaves the Northern Arizona. There's not quite clarity. Uh, Southern Utah, I am not that adventurous and Idaho State against Weber State, not touching that. So I am going to go... With, I'm going to reach down, and I'm going to take the best number two running back in the league, Kevin Smith out of Weber State. He received received pretty close to an even split last season with Josh Davis. Davis had 183 attempts, Kevin Smith had 174. But I'm going to trust that in the let's just say uh, not garbage time might be a little bit rough, but in the when Weber State pulls ahead. I'm going to trust that Kevin Smith gets a few touches. So he's my pick and wide receiver is our n- next selection. Chris first pick.
2: Uh, I'm going for the hand, the uh, handcuff method here. I will be taking Brandon Porter, Northern Arizona, doubling up on those woody to Porter points.
1: Not a bad pick. Brandon Porter, second team, all big sky last season. Colby. Yeah. So, because Chris talked about you know the the entrance of Keandre Woodtee down in NAU, I'm going to take one of Brandon Porter's teammates. I'm taking Hendricks Johnson, uh, kid, 828 yards last season, five touchdowns. You know, 13.8 yards a catch. Yeah, I like the way that looks. Especially you know that was Case Cook is throwing the ball, and this things could be different with Keandre Wood Woodtii, but like I think it could be good.
0: And that gives me another tough choice. Eastern Washington's depth chart doesn't have Andrew Boston listed this week, which don't know how reliable that is, but he would have been thought of as their number one returning wide receiver. But I'm gonna double down on Idaho. I'm gonna go with Cotrell Haywood. He was our number two wide receiver last year. Jeff Cotton, another all big sky guy, is gone. I expect katrell Haywood to step into that number one role. He's got a bet he's got a quarterback who can stretch the field this season. So Cotrell Haywood, I'm going to i am I'm gonna pick as maybe my sleeper number one wide receiver that uh based off how Idaho was last couple of seasons, people wouldn't think of as a guy who's going to vault himself into the all league discussion, but that's my guy. And to close it out, we have a flex pick, which I'm going to go with Colby. Colby flex is really, no, I mean, probably pick a guy who's going to play, but wide receiver, tight end, running back. Any of those are fine.
1: Yeah. And so I'm, I am going to try and get some points here and I'm going to go with uh, Lance Lawson out of SUU. 734 yards last season, only 3 touchdowns, but 9.4 yards a catch uh, with this new, you know, with this quarterback coming in. He's had a lot of experience was named team captain. Uh, maybe some magic could happen there. Maybe he could score a few points against an NAU defense that might not be quite ready for the
2: season. All right, Chris. You know, uh, I'm actually going to shock the world here. I'm going Jay Green Jr., Southern Utah running back. They ended up using a red shirt on him last year after four games to keep some eligibility. He had the season before that, his jun- true junior year. He had absolutely amazing numbers. was basically the go-to back for the Thunderbirds. I think this year they probably waited to save him last year to be able to use him in this kind of terms. He's going to have two seasons. They're going to put a lot of weight on his shoulders, especially with the new quarterback and Justin Miller. Uh, I expect them. Plus NAU has very, uh, let's just say, suspect defense. So uh, I'm going to trust that. This game right here, I'm just watching Southern Utah NAU all day. I got fantasy points galore coming out of this matchup.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to take a big gamble. Again, I just talked about Eastern Washington's weird-looking depth chart, but I'm going to take the number one listed wide receiver, Tululu Limu Jones, six foot four, gigantic target in the big sky. Also, he, he's the kind of guy who you want coming off the bus first, looks like a Pac-12 wide receiver. Uh will he can he step up his production this year? I mean, he's got the kind of quarterback that's gonna give him a shot. So that's then the fantasy builder, guys. We'll will post on Twitter who wins and or who loses by how much. And I'm gonna say You know what? I'm going to, again, Chris isn't going to like this. I'm going to split the point. I'm going to give Chris a point for the Brandon Porter pick as well as the Keandre Wood T pick. So so Chris is going to vault up. But I also am going to give Colby a point for doing the obvious. Eric Barrier should have been the number one pick. So he, you know, it's not exactly something to write home about, but hey, the pick's there. You got to take it. Take the money. Take the money. So, our final is going to be Chris Hammond, Tubs of the Club. It's Colby, Weaver State Weekly. We have our showdown. Answers are real quick, guys, just a 15 second answer. We have about three questions and we're going to call it a night. So, question one starting with Colby, the newbie opening week is the first act of our home-and-home home regionally scheduled rivals, which includes Eastern Washington and Idaho, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, and we- and Weber State, Idaho State. Which game are you most likely to tune into? Probably don't pick your own. And which are you absolutely, under no circumstance, going to let Pluto show on your TV,
1: even in between, in, in between commercial breaks? <laughs> so I'm going with that Eastern Washington-Idaho game, guys. Looking good. I'm excited to see what happens. But I'm going to avoid that SUU at NAU game. I don't think it matters. Chris?
2: Uh, Well, I I obviously will be watching NAU-SUU because I have a lot of fantasy points on this. But, yeah, obviously, for the sake of the conference, it's going to be Idaho versus Eastern. I know we said don't pick our own games, but you're looking at the team flirting with the top 25 and the team who's in the top 25. Also, as we've covered on this show, one of these two teams could very likely claim the two spot out of the big sky. That's the one to look. The game that if it is absolutely on my TV, I will be extremely confused by is UC Davis at Cal Poly, it means I fell asleep, slept a couple weeks too long, and we are looking at (laughs) mid-March.
0: Chris gets that point for knowing the schedule better than either of us. Fair (laughs) enough. Second question. Though not a lot of us expect to see any coaching changes as a result of the spring season, which coach will have the hottest seat if his team doesn't show some real growth through the abbreviated season, Chris?
2: Uh, Paul Petrino. Uh, I think you're looking at it right now. We're talking about it. it's the first time that Paul Petrino has a quarterback that can really throw since about 2016. So the fire, you know, rubber meets the road here. Is this actually going to look like a team that's pushing for the playoffs or after this season, do the fire Paul Petrino rings just ring louder in Moscow?
0: Colby, it's pretty tough to take a step beyond a shot at your own team.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, well, I think for me uh, – it's going to be Aaron best. And here's why, uh, one of our colleagues here in the big sky podcast network is Kyler Neal. And Kyler always talks about the fact that you does not have two down years in a row. It's not what they do up in Cheney. And so for some reason, should that happen in this abbreviated season? I think that that might raise some question marks doesn't necessarily mean that they will be that Aaron would get fired or anything like that, but the seat might get a little warm should Eastern Washington underperform with the schedule that they have.
0: I should give Chris the point again for calling out your own team, but for calling out Kyler Neal, who was supposed to be on this show and decided work was more important point goes to Colby. So we're tied. Everything's on the to, table.
2: Kyler's Final. trying to keep the athletic department alive in Eastern. All right. I mean, they got him running around changing light bulbs over there to save money. Give the See, guy I, thought, a break.
0: I thought he was killing the millionaire alums and getting, that's how they got their gifts. Notice how Kyler I said he's
2: changing light bulbs and he lives in Texas. Why do you think Texas power grid went out?
0: <laughs> He's
2: freaking pushing it all to Eastern baby. Trying to save that money.
0: And you're, du- <laughs> you're just doubling down on why Colby gets that point. It, you, <laughs> Kyler Niels is calling the entire network into question. Everything's <laughs> on the last question, guys. At this point, Eric Barrier will be the runaway favorite for offensive MVP because who the heck else would be?
1: Who should be considered the first also ran Colby? So for me, it's uh, it's Brandon Porter, NAU, right? I mean, it's going to depend a lot on, upon the play of Keandre Woodtee. He's got to get the ball to his man. But uh, like we saw, Brandon Porter is a very talented wideout, and there's an opportunity for him to really do something special this season. So let's see what happens.
2: I'll see your Brandon Porter, and I will raise you a former Jerry Rice Award winner and Josh Davis sitting in your very own backyard. Um, I think when you can do that as a freshman – you got a little bit of quarterback to take the team's pressure off your running game this year, hopefully. So a little bit more holes should be able to open up. I expect Josh Davis to have a huge year this year and maybe actually win the award over Eric Berry. In the same way that I awarded
0: Colby earlier for the obvious pick, Chris Picking Josh Davis was the no-brainer number 2 choice right now, and we have no idea if Keandre T is going to be able to get the ball within 75 yards of Brandon Porter. So, Chris, you get the point, you get the win, and the floor is yours. And the rant. Root Sports, you
2: rascally sons of a guns out there in Insaquah, Washington. I do not understand why you've not announced that you are going to be covering any of these games. I know people hate it. I love it. I love the Root Sports Game of the Week. And for all this contractual stuff, I did the math. In a normal season, when the Big Sky plays in the fall, they are actually only conflicting with about three to four Mariners games on Saturdays. With this abbreviated spring in the MLB, they will actually only be conflicting with two weekends in which the Seattle Mariners are playing. Pending the bye weeks get or the you know the two bye weeks go, so you're looking at two the four weeks. You're basically at the exact same point this spring as you would be in the fall. So I don't want to hear any of this contractual to the Mariners crap. I want to see Root Sports Game of the Week. I want to see Taylor Barton on there. I want to see David Glasgow and I want to see Michael Bumpus and Angie Mentig in the studio. God dang it.
0: And that's a wrap, guys. Quick thank you to the to the sponsors of the very some various Big Sky Podcast Network show. We've got the Montana Mint stores sponsoring Montana Mint. We've got Montucky Cold Snacks helping us out of tubs at the club. We've got WildcatRack.com helping out Weaver State Weekly with officially licensed Weaver State Year. We've got Jeremiah Johnson Brewing, Brewing Company contributing to our R our Catcast. Last question for everyone. And we'll let Chris, our champion, lead us off. Tell everyone where to find you. And we already know your tubs of the club. So just take us out.
2: Yeah, you can find me at Chris underscore P underscore Hammond or um, on FCS Fans Nation on Tubs of the Club on Big Sky Podcast Network or new on Sundays doing The Overtime, which is a top 25 rundown recap show that you can find on the FCS Fans Nation's YouTube channel.
1: Colby, where can everyone find you? So if you want to get uh, and all of the greatest and the latest – Weber State News, go to at Weber State Weekly, follow us on Twitter, or go to WeberStateWeekly.com. We've got a lot of content on the blog up there, read all about it, lots of good stuff. I'm Brian Marceau, that's at Brian Marceau,
0: M-A-R-C-E-A-U on Twitter. I'm at Tubbs of the Club, too, so really, if you want to you get the MVPs of the show, you got to go to Tubs the Club. Can't wait to talk about Week 2 next week. Excited about watching Week 1 this week. We'll see you all next time.